This is the APRE, the winter sports podcast that's a little bit like an air fryer. You didn't know you needed one, but now you've got it. You're going to tell all your friends just how good it is. Apart from roasting courgettes, they don't work in air fryers. This week... Shullety is what what they would call it. A shullet. A shullet. shaggy (laughs) mullet. So I sat my ass down, invited myself over, and then um, <laughs> they told me the idea for the original film, and I was like, that's cool, but that sounds shit. <laughs> What's really important is that we continue to access the outdoors because that's what makes us healthy and happy humans. Ah. Uh. The mountains, a place where come winter people will pay top dollar for just a week in this place to strap some wood to their feet, eat nothing but cheese and risk serious life-threatening injuries. It's also where our log cabin podcast studio is nestled, just between the Apro bar and that place that sells fridge magnets and postcards. And I'm in it with the Midlands answer to Ant or Deck and an Olympic legend who did unspeakable things in the mic last week, Jenny Jones. (laughs) <laughs> did you see the clip doing the rounds of the guy falling off the t-bar and sliding down the t-bar track oh yeah yeah and I mean, like that, taking people out it, so it he's amazing yeah well i mean i don't want to speculate because i think that's actually going to court that he's in a lot of trouble that guy um is he? he actually is yeah i read somewhere he's he's getting charged but since then i don't want to i don't want to get into that yeah, sorry. Can I, I, I just, total I just accident wanna... of his. Well, this is it. I yeah, know it was. I mean, maybe we shouldn't comment on this because we don't know the full details. But what okay. was the just just to give us a gist? What was the the reason for him being charged? As in negligence uh, or what? I don't know. I've got to have to Google and find it now, haven't I? Maybe he no, was no, no, no. find it. Oh, was he? Maybe. Oh, maybe. I'm not, oh, it's I'm all speculation. speculation. Yeah, spe- sorry. Yeah, all um, speculation. But you no, cannot. Yeah. I mean, you, everyone would be in court if they stopped. No one would. No one would be able to progress in snowboarding if they didn't get to go on the T-bar and worry about falling off and hitting someone. They were. Um, I actually spent so, I spent many many minutes trying to figure out how many people he took out. I still don't think I've got it right. I reckon it was about eight. Uh, okay, I'm just on the, I mean, oh, I've had on, to do a quick say? Google here, guys. I'm on the yeah, Daily Mail website. Don't judge me. Um, <laughs> he, uh, snowboarder 18 wipes out skiers, putting four in hospital. Now, this was in Kreisberg. <gasps> oh, God. Um, oh, no. It is unclear what penalties the snowboarder will face or whether the skiers intend to press charges. But the clip of the incident posted on social media has gone viral. That it has. Um, and apparently loads of people have piled on the guy uh, for his actions and his inability to ride the tow lift. Oh, um, mate. Poor guy. Right, the reason why I mentioned that was because since watching that yeah. clip, my timeline on social media has been awash with crashes of people oh, no. on, on So no. I have to go back to what you said. Yeah, so I'm just getting, a, I'm getting served up an absolute <laughs> deluge of crashes and smashes from alpine resorts <laughs> worldwide, <laughs> skiers and snowboarders alike, which chimes in with exactly what you just said there, Ollie. People paying extortionate amounts of money to go and hurt themselves. Oh, speaking of which, by the way, our uh, Anna oh, Smoothie, yeah. our uh, wonderful guest from last week. Oh, she hasn't has, hurt um, herself. She's broken her ankle. Oh, oh, what? Skiing? Or doing something yeah. really, like, normal? <laughs> like... No, ski- yeah, imagine, it was so normal. No, no, really she, was, she, was, uh, she sent her skis off to Spain in time for the uh, 
uh, free ride world tour and so she was using some other skis and they didn't uh, clip off properly and she ended up breaking her ankle so get well soon anna sorry oh, but, you know hell. this is what we this is what we That's... risk we risk life and limb yeah, get I'll tell you what, though, Anna. Jen, do you need a job? Because there'll be one going on the free wide world tour. No, because you know I what? am She'll joking. I am she can joking. still go. She can still I go. am joking. She'll be right. Get well soon, Anna. Get well yeah, get soon. soon. But do you know what? Speaking of uh, past guests, I've got some other news about past guests coming up in the news. Do you want to do the yeah. news now? Yeah, let's do the news. Right then, it has been an absolutely brilliant weekend for British snow sports. Great Britain won a first ever bobsleigh gold medal at the European Championships with victory in the four-man event in Altenburg, Germany. Pilot Brad Hall, Aaron Gulliver, Greg Kackett and Taylor Lawrence clocked 1 minute 49 seconds across their two runs. Well done, lads. In the skeleton, Britain's Matt Weston became European champion with a second successive World Cup gold in Altenburg. The 25-year-old is the first British man to win the European title since Kristen Bromley in Sasana 15 years ago. Dave the Rocket Riding stormed onto the podium at Kitzbühel a year to the day since making history by winning the same race. It was an incredible second run. Good saw the man from Chorley vault from 16th to second place with the fastest of all the second runs. There is clearly something in the water in Kitzbühel, which Dave riding likes. And who was watching him? Who was clapping him home? Any guesses? Arnold, who was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, it, was, it was the Terminator <laughs> was there to watch him. Uh, it was also a brilliant weekend for the downhill racing. It was the crown jewel event in the men's calendar with the infamous Hannon Kahn being won by red-hot favourite Norway's Alexandra Kilda. And over in the Dolomites, Italian favourite Sofia Goggia crashed out, leaving Ilka Stuck to take the win, ending a barren spell for her winning on what will be the downhill course for the 2026 Winter Olympics. And finally, friend of the podcast, Mia Brooks, just a day after her 16th birthday, bagged her first ever World Cup slopestyle podium finish with a second place, a silver medal in Lax, Switzerland at the Open. Her second run of two on Sunday's final saw, saw her score a best of 79.91. And I tell you what, she qualified in first place and she did not look out of sorts. It was awesome. Oh my God, it was so awesome. I was pretty stoked it was postponed because then I, we watched it. Did you watch it in bed on Sunday morning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I watched so it good. unfold and I just... Oh, I loved it. How good to watch that. They, the standard was so high, as it always has been, I suppose, for the last few years now with the women's, hasn't it? But um, yeah. to see Mia do that, and I was like, oh, can she can she hold it together? Can she, you know... Cause well, this I, is it. She qualified in first. Is, she qualified I don't in like first, that. and there was so much nerves yeah. Yeah, going like into it. that event. Yeah. Um, but, but she it is her home it, resort, you know, in a way. She like yes, rides there but also all the time. She's, she's, I know I keep bringing this up, but she's so young, Jenny. I mean, like, when you... How old were you when you started competing? <laughs> um, when I started competing, I, I started competing at 18, 19. So, but I didn't step on a snowboard until 
17, 16. Right. So yeah, sure, sure, it's a slight sure. difference. And Ollie, Ollie, who was the yeah, first yeah, yeah. British woman to podium in the slope style at first the Lax British Open? Woman. Who was it? First. Come on. Uh, who was it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> first British woman. No, wait, wait a minute, guys. Wait a minute, guys. I've got this. I've got this. Uh, I'll give you a clue. Woman. I'll give you a clue. She's, she's on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Can Being I on just, the podcast. I have to, <laughs> I, like, guys. I have wanted to show you this, okay? And I, on, <laughs> let's see it, it. Let's see it, Jenny. Whip it out. I know because uh, it's been. It's got dust on it. Actually, hang on. Oh, oh, oh look! Oh, she's got look a trophy. It is Aww. fifteen years ago from when Mia came second, and it's exactly the ago. same. Second, she place. was one. She was one <laughs> when you won that. <laughs> I feel so old, but I was like, yeah, we've both got a second. I thought that was so cool. That's amazing. And she's only the third then to podium. So third woman, British woman. Yeah, yeah. Katie Ormerald, I think. Is it 2020? I think it was in 2020 that she got a bronze. There might have been in some in half pipe. I I totally don't know. So I'm not going to stick my neck out on that one. But yeah. I think uh, that's good enough. She's off to X Games now in a great position. And in some ways, I think, do you know what? It's kind of cool that she got on the podium but didn't you know there's no pressure going in as like the winner of the last event she's just a rising name to be watching isn't she so um she's gonna have the time of her life she already is man she's smashing it yeah Um, that's cool best of luck at the x games mia hey hang on a sec going back to kitzball just because I was really intrigued with all the kitsball racing and I was watching it on uh, Ski Sunday and that, I was like, oh, what is the fastest that anyone has ever gone down the kitsball? Like, uh, what's the actual... Down course? the Han and Calm. Yeah, Oh, good question. So I looked it up. I want you to guess who could get the closest. Hmm. Do you want to do it in kilometres an hour or miles per hour? Kilometres an hour. Uh, I'm just trying kilometers. to remember what... Ca- yeah, let's do kilometres because that's what it was on the, yeah. on the screen when I was watching it. Um, yeah, I'm trying on. to remember what speeds they were. So they were doing like... Regularly they were doing like 114, 120, something like that, I suppose. Mm-hmm. That was quite usual. No, the fastest into that section, when you come around the Stahlhang and you go down... That scary bit where you're bit? like... Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, like the opposite. So I'm going to go... I think 127 is my fastest. Fastest? That the on fastest that, that on that course, I'm, the fact that you've brought it up, Jenny, makes me think it's much higher than that. I'm going to go, I'm going to go one three six. What's what's a hundred miles an hour in kilometres actually? Hundred miles an hour in kilometres. That's just. I that's think that's someone's just, broke a hundred. That's your guesses. Oh, I'm going one twenty one twenty six. I'm going one twenty six. Okay, go on. It's an Austrian, and I pronounced his way name probably completely wrong, and I apologise. Michael Walshhofer. That's perfect. Bang on. In 2006, so that's quite a long time ago, 153. Mm, yeah. 153 oh, kilometres an hour. The, oh, my oh God. My. What? On skis. Skis would have been on fire. I know. That oh is mad. Anyway, wanted to just, yeah, there you go. Um, Moving on. Hey, we, uh, we should probably pick uh, a winner for this week's Snow Shepherd Gloves. Do you not think? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Let's do it. 
Right, so last week uh, we saw listener George win a pair of beautiful tan mittens just in time for his trip to Andorra in February. Have a good time, George. Enjoy it. Uh, And now it's time for you. Might be you, our lucky listener, to win, win, win. Jenny Jones, do you have the hat ready? I sure have. Uh, I'm delving my hand into the sweaty, cavernous hole. (laughs) Disgusting. Okay. And the winner this week is Jake Fig. (laughs) Jake Fig. Why are you laughing at Jake Fig's name for? I was not. Next week it's going to be Daniel Apple. No. <laughs> Jake <laughs> that. <laughs> Listen to uh, Jake that, Fig. Jake Figgity Fig. Fig. Well done, Jake. Yes. I wore my snow shepherd gloves today to cycle to co-op to go and get a loaf of bread. <laughs> they were really warm, but I couldn't use the brakes on my bike because they were Uh-oh. too big. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but had I have come off my bike, my hands would have been perfectly fine because there's no way they're burning through. I use mine for de-icing the car. Like, it's one yeah. of the things yeah. that I always forget is, like, when you de-ice the car and you get ice on your hand, you fr- your hand freezes. Not in those bad boys. I tell yeah. you, I would have bought them just for that. It's amazing. Yeah. I've used the same thing just for yeah. when I've got the scraper out and then wiping all the little bits off the car. I was like, yes, this is good. So there we go then. Jake, you are our lucky winner. And, of course, we've got another pair of gloves. Our third and final pair of Snow Shepherd gloves to give away. Keep listening to the podcast when you hear the lucky word come into your little ears. All you've got to do is slide that word into our DMs for your chance to win. Jenny will pick the winner next week. Woohoo! Did you know that all polar bears are left-handed that is actually a fact is it or am i just being wound up no that's true that's true and also their their hair is translucent it's not actually white have you been doing some sort of study with your kids or something today no but i did actually go to doncaster zoo which had a (laughs) male stud polar bear called vlad in a brand new enclosure it was absolutely ginormous where do you get your stories from Oh, hello. Someone at the door. Who's that? It's Lauren. Lauren who? McCallum. Come on in, Lauren. Come on in. Make yourself at home. Put your feet up. Uh, Do you want a drink? Do you want a drink, Lauren? What would you like? Yeah, yeah. I'll have whatever you guys are having. You're going to have a whiskey, Lauren. I know you're going to have a whiskey. whiskey. Well, listen, well, listen, 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 before we get too familiar, pour those drinks, because actually to the untrained eye, our guest this week is not only a welcome relief of joy, but her aura is bright yellow. She's Scottish. She lives in the Highlands. I would argue she's more Scottish than William Wallace. She's a writer, a broadcaster, an activist. When she's not splitboarding up mountains, she's challenging governments as the GM of Protect Our Winters. She's rocking the most awesome power mullet you have ever seen. And she's <laughs> definitely one of the good guys. It's Lauren McCallum! <laughs> 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 what an intro what it an is intro. an exceptional um, mullet <laughs> let's talk about the mullet right. because i actually disclaimer alert i met lauren for the first time a couple of weeks ago when i was up in scotland and 
it was about six minutes in before she mentioned her own mullet and I was so stoked that she did because it's <laughs> I have that thing that where I see things and I just it comes out my mouth before my like my, my lips try and eat the words as they're coming out but I'm so glad that she mentioned the mullet because uh it's looking mighty fine and longer than it's it, yeah how long are you going with it uh, I don't know I think I'm gonna yeah, I had like a almost Britney moment like a couple a couple months ago. Uh, oh <laughs> just yeah, just went into this hairdresser in Edinburgh. It was just like give me that. <laughs> See, I can't. I can't here. tell. I can't tell from here. Wait, but look, turn sideways I, uh, a bit. Yeah, turn. Yeah, it's gonna. It's yeah, kind it's of got a bit. Well, shullety is what the is what they would call it. A shullet. A shullet. Shaggy <laughs> mullet. <laughs> oh shullet. my god, I've I never look. heard what? that. A shullet. <laughs> what 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 prompted it? I was what like, was the, yeah, you said get, a Britney get, moment, just like. Because, you know, what was the... Well, was you know the... you know that sort of, you know, that Britney moment where she kind of yeah, went into she... that. Well, I think it was an early hairdresser and she kind of shaved it off. Or just, yeah, yeah I, was, I was ready for that. But uh, she talked me down and she said, I'll meet you in the middle. And so, yeah, <laughs> Kate was her name. She was very good. Oh, thanks, Kate. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Dan. Yeah. Mullet, underrated nice. haircut. That's where, good. Where so are talk you, Lauren? Through, you're, yeah, yeah, I was about to you? say, where are you? Uh, I am in my living room. And I live in Feshy Bridge now, actually, which is like 10 minutes uh, outside Aviemore. Oh, how's your snow? It's really good, you know. We It probably dumped about almost two foot last night. No. Whoa! I wish I could show you outside. It's really good. Yeah. <gasps> oh, my God. Right really... to the bottom, right to the right into town or? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. How long have, yeah. How long have you been, been up there, Lauren? How long have you lived there? I came to Aviemore in 2011, I think. Right. Yeah, 2011. And has it changed since you've been? I've never been there, but, like, how's it sort of... Has it evolved over the years? Is it sort of more of a place that people go to? Like, what what have you noticed that's changed there since you've been there? Yeah, I think, um, you know, COVID has sort of intensified its uh, appeal as, like, a sort of you know, internal holiday destination. But it's always been a really popular holiday destination. Uh, most famously in the winter, in the 80s and 90s. Um, and then it dipped, the sort of the birth of Ryanair and, and cheap flights, that sort of thing. That, it kind of dipped. And then it's kind of slow, you know, slowly creeped up again as a destination and, and more like a, an, an all-round destination now. So you've got your mountain biking, you're swimming in the lochs, you've got your snowboarding, your splitboarding, skiing, um climbing hill walking all that sort of stuff so yeah it's a it's a cool place to come and 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 get all of that a proper sort of mountain town vibe have you watched or did you watch any of the bbc one reality slash docudrama uh slash game show that was traitors no, no i haven't i haven't seen that yet why have you bought this the up? goat teeth it is so sick <laughs> it is the best it is the best uh Okay, so essentially 22 people. Where going is he to this going castle. with this? Yeah, Where is where's the relevance? Oh, yeah, hang on. Okay. It's a uh, reality show, but it's set in a castle um, near the Glenfinnan Viaduct, which is, a, I know it's on the West Coast, like the other side, but oh my God, they've done an incredible job of making the Highlands look like. I mean, it is the world's most beautiful place anyway. It's so amazing. Uh, up there, it just looks so insane. And. I don't think it rained in the whole time they were up there filming, but it's just beautiful. But I, what area is that? Where? What, which area is that? 
did you say? Glenfinnan. It's uh, it's the West Coast. It's uh, the Harry Potter Bridge. That's where Glenfinnan is famous for. Oh, Hogwarts Express no goes over that. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, that that's really sad, cool. isn't it? That's sad. The Highlands is, is, oh, no, is littered in, in literally millennia of history, and it's most famous for the Harry Potter Bridge. <laughs> no, well, actually, I, I stand corrected. Well, it's, Glenn, um, Glenn Finnan. Uh, Ardross Castle, it is, 25 miles north of Inverness. Oh, go. not there at all then. No. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> Fine. It's nowhere near. I liked it though. I enjoyed it, Tim. I'll have to watch it. Let's have, can we get onto your, your um, Lauren, your credentials in, in the world of, yeah. sort of, of, world of climate? Can we talk about this? Because you are the general manager of Protect Our Winters in the UK. And I just want to know, what was your route into getting into uh, climate campaigning and ultimately into Protect Our Winters in the UK? Yeah, um, I had no intention of getting into climate campaigning, but here we are. Here you are. (laughs) (laughs) I grew up in a household where, you know, it was rude to ask who you voted for. So like, as a family around, you know, around the dinner table or whatever, like we didn't talk about politics, but the downside of that positive experience is that I didn't really have a lot of those like political touch points. And then I went to uni and I went to uni in Fort William at the University of Highlands and Islands. So it's not exactly like this buzzing varsity yeah. experience. I didn't really get that in, in uni either. And I guess with privilege or whatever else, I just was in my little sort of outdoor bubble and, and you know, uh, and that was it. And then in 2014, Scotland was obviously asked this really important question. Do you think Scotland should be an independent country? And, like, everyone was talking about politics in Scotland at that time. Like, you couldn't move for it. Like, at the school gates, in the bar, like, uh, on tea bars, like, out on the hills, everyone was talking about their vision for yes, no's, or completely apathetic to the whole thing. And the big thing that really kind of scared me is that I couldn't join in in any of those conversations. Because I hadn't, I hadn't really spoken about politics, really, or I feel I didn't have the credentials to talk about it. So I was like, "Shit, <laughs> I have this really important question that I need to answer." Then I got, yeah, got more and more engaged through the topics, um, trying to educate myself, um, and then like land reform really like grabbed my attention. So uh, it's a basically fancy word for saying who owns all the land in Scotland. Um, yeah. And is that because it's owned by Scotland. like basically royalty and things like that? Is that the deal with yeah. Scotland? Is it right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So less than one percent of the population own ninety nine percent of the land. Oh my god! So you have a, uh, yeah, you've got a, a huge. I think it's less than five hundred people physically own Scotland. That's um, crazy. Which is cr- which is crazy. Yeah. How can how can such a small amount of people own all of this land and? what do they want to do with it? And how does that affect us? And, you know, like kind of all these questions. Um, and then I got really into, uh, I guess, what would be like what we know as right to roam. I got really into into that. And I bumped into Yoder and Marie-Francois and we made that Patagonia film, uh, Right to Roam. I don't know if you guys have seen that. That's the footboarding one. And yes. then... It, Mar- Mary and then Roy. Yeah, the one where I... Wa- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because you're chatting yeah. in the hot thing, aren't you? But anyway, sorry, carry on. And tell, tell us yeah. who they are for, for people that might not know. Alex Yoder is a Patagonia-sponsored snowboarder, um, absolute legend and uh, great guy, environmentalist. 
Um, and they were there with Workshire, who's the guys who were filming it, Wade and Dave from Jackson Hole. Uh, so Alex, Wade and Dave are all from Jackson Hole and uh, Marie's from, from Canada. I got, I got into snowboarding like kind of later on in my teens. And like I'd watched Marie and all the absinthe films. So I like walk into my local pub and I'm like, fuck off. Like, I can't be who I think it is. <laughs> <And like, laughs> I just say, like, oh no. I could imagine you just being really yeah. f- frothy and like, oh my God, I really yeah. want to go and talk to her. But I should I go and talk to her? Yeah. I've got to because I might never get yeah. to talk to her again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then, because they were all kind of wearing Patagonia stuff and I was like, Maybe it's just a climber that looks like her, because it's you know it's not really, like, yeah. Anyways, so I sat my ass down, invite myself over, and then um, <laughs> they told me their idea for the original film, and I was like, "That's cool, but that sounds shit." <laughs> I think they were just like, <laughs> they were oh. a bit, because I had like I had no food. I had I was like three thistle cross ciders in. I was going to say, yeah, there's some Dutch courage there, yeah. I think that's so shit. I was just like, because they wanted, I think, to originally make a a film about how Scotland was really, like, gnarly and hostile and, like, you know, and I was like, no, but Scotland's actually really good. (laughs) Like, you don't have to, like, Scotland gets a hard enough time it is, like, it's actually really, really cool. And, uh, and, uh, And this is why. And then we got talking about the right to roam. And obviously, as Americans living in Wyoming, which is a super conservative state, the, the, the thought of just being able to walk wherever you want, apart from a military base, and stopping to play golf, and if there's, you know, calves and stuff, you know, giving birth, that's the only real sort of real <laughs> exceptions, uh, it was totally mind-blowing to them. Uh, and then they were like, well, do you want to come with us? And then... Yeah, we did the premiere for Right to Rome and I met Protector Winters there. I'd kind of been in touch with Sandy anyways, just because uh, I'd seen that uh, Sandy Trust was the original chairman. I'd seen they'd started up a POW and I was kind of interested in just, yeah, listening more about it. Um, and then at the premiere of Right to Rome, we donated all the cash to, to Protector Winters UK. And then that's kind of where I met everyone in person and, and it just came, yeah, st- went from there. It's like just so fascinating how you ended up in that world and now you're here like you're like one of the main you know like for the UK wouldn't you say there's a team of what three main main um employees of you guys I mean there's more but those you know it's yourself and the others that I've met like at different things like Blue Summit and things like that who are you know giving out talks and speeches and things like that yeah whereas like a micro organization there's four of us um not all of us are full-time. I'm the only one that's full-time. Uh, everyone else is three and four days a week. As with such a micro team, we all have to wear lots of hats because, you know, you, you you know somebody can't just do email marketing or can just do, like, policy. We've kind of got to all muck in and, and help each other out, which is, I think we managed to do really well. Maybe the the clue is in, in the title, Protect Our Winters. But what, what, what are you guys actually doing? What's your... What's your day-to-day and how does that fit into, you know, globally? We all know that climate change is, a, is an issue, a massive one. But how does it, how's it fit into the sort of everything that's kind of happening around the world as well? So Protector Winters helps passionate outdoor people become effective climate advocates to achieve systemic solutions to climate change. Um, so that. that's basically what we t-shirt. do. Uh, yeah, get it on the T-shirt, get it on the bumper sticker. 
um that that that's what we do we yeah we we help passionate outdoor people uh realize their power um as individuals as people who work in organizations and as people who you know interact um in in their own communities and, and society to use that passion to try and campaign for more ambitious policy change how bad is the outdoor industry generally though like for when it comes to climate change because I, th- I suppose that's that's the big um oh, i don't know what would you call it contradiction of people that love the outdoors is that you know for a lot of us to get there to get to the places that we want to be you know that we emit a huge amount of carbon to do that yeah that's um it's a good question you know jumping jumping straight in there i try not frame it as like how bad is this how bad is that because then you you it misses a lot of nuance and it misses a lot of like yeah okay i can you know i can tell you the sort of i don't know the carbon footprint of this jumper but i think what's really important is that we continue to access the outdoors because that's what makes us healthy and happy humans and to win this fight we're gonna need lots of happy healthy humans using their uh passion and their time and their money and their resources and all the stuff and and their skills to you know whether that's video editing um you know whether that's being a creative i don't know all those sort of different skills that we have in our community to storytell um and to take people along with us so that we can put pressure on policymakers to give us those big carbon reductions we're at a point now where we need to reduce emissions so quickly um and that change can only really be be delivered by big governmental kind of wholesale change which is uh, which can only really be delivered by uh, government commitments that's why we focus on those big systemic changes because what happens when we get stuck into you know how bad is this or how bad is how bad are we as a community um it it kind of misses the bigger point and it and would you say it also kind of slows it down doesn't it lauren because yeah. people are are kind, kind of become a bit introverted about it and they or internal about it they feel shame they feel guilty they feel they can't they don't know if they can sort of shout their corner because they're like yeah but I still want to go to the mountains and it's trying to get away totally. from that that kind of thought process isn't it because it is stunting yeah. it oh yeah 100% and like something that we talk about a lot at Protect the Winters is imperfect advocacy but you know yeah, I say think that again imperfect advocacy in, imperfect advocacy because mm-hmm. that's that's the only advocacy we can really have because we're we're not going to be perfect. Mm. That's the other yeah. thing, actually, Lauren. I was going to ask. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but uh... prize oh. time. Oh. Simply slide into our direct messages with oh. the word chairlift, and oh, make chairlift. sure you're following the Apray Pod on Instagram. And don't worry, we will check. A winner will be picked at random by yeah. Jenny Jones. Well Good luck. There you go. All right, there you go. <laughs> Sorry, Would any no. other podcast um, uh, leap that in in, the, in in a really serious <laughs> climate conversation? <laughs> <laughs> you just yes. never know when it's going to crop up. You know, hey. I will be honest, my finger slipped onto the space bar. Then. No, no, it's all right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. That was I... really insensitive. Okay, um... I, I just, I'll try... <laughs> Because I do, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to bombard you with this. I know, I know it's your job, but you must get people kind of coming to you all the time and going, "Why, you know, why are you fixing it? Fix it!" All this kind of stuff. I don't mean that, but yeah. uh, to for it to feel that way, you're trying to, you know, affect policy change and, and that kind of thing. Are they listening to what you're saying? 
are you seeing effective progress? Um, I only listening sometimes, um, and uh, and yes. So this is really this is going to be really unsexy for a minute, right? But just just hang on with me because it was a bit of an experiment. But pensions, right? It's so not sexy, but just just please bear with me. Pension pots. So each local authority, so each council has a pension pot, right? Which has millions and millions and millions of pounds in it. Local authority pension funds are one of the top investors in fossil fuels in the UK. Uh, And Glasgow, where COP26 was a couple of years ago, is one of the biggest investors with £836 million a year invested um, in fossil fuels. Oh, my God. Um, So, uh, for example, we've campaigned to investigate, getting people to get in contact with the local councillors and being like, hey, where is this money invested? Because... It's not only uh, destroying our future, so the weird thing about you know having your pension to save for the future so you can enjoy it, this money is actually destroying our future, so it, that, there's a sort of weird juxtaposition there. We got the, the Highland Council to, to basically divest their money out of that, and they had £47 million annually um, uh, tied up in some really sketchy funds, actually, um, oh, really? Oh, in coal God. mines, yeah, that have been done for human rights abuses, and and oh, so that's a really cool thing. It's like we can yeah. act as like snowboarders in Aviemore, put pressure on our local councils to do something about pensions, which is so not rad, but it is kind of rad. And we've yeah. just like, you know, uh, and then we we've just like taken that money out of these mines, which are which have been done and investigated for human rights abuses. All from just like going to speak to your local councillor in Aviemore. When all these cross sections of society start turning up and, ta- and going, hey, this is important, um, that is when it's not just like a small group of hippies that have got, you know, this green agenda. It's, it's everyone who cares about it. Mm. And when MPs or people in decision making powers, when, when they see that, like, that cross society support, that's when they start listening because they know that they're going to start losing votes. And it's not just one section of society. And that's where it's quite powerful. Right. That's enough chin wagging. Let's go snowboarding. I want to go and uh, make some turns. Should we go, should we go grab the lift? Come yeah, on. Let's go. The chairlift. It's a mad bastard contraption that looks like it's been created in the shed of a sociopath. But as it happens, that is the best way to get up a mountain. Well, is one way, and that is up. But it's also the perfect place to sit back, relax, grab some yarn, and start spinning. Oh, nice. That's right, Lauren. We want to hear your yarn spun and unspun. <laughs> oh, very <laughs> nearly nice. Could I very nearly nice. <laughs> hey, we. I want to know what's what's the most environmentally friendly chairlift. Yeah, I was going to say that. We need to be on that, don't we? Lax, Aspen, I think, yeah. But I think in Europe, Lax seems to have the most... Oh, so we're on the best credentials. What what makes it so environmentally friendly? Let's hop on that one. Uh, I think they've done a lot of work just to make sure that the lifts are 100% renewably powered. Um, And they're made entirely by bamboo. No, that is not true, people. And the cables... 
<laughs> no, I'm not even going to say it. It's not even worth it. You can get it's on it first funny. then, Tim, if it's bamboo. Go on, Ollie. Hang on, hang on. What was Ollie <laughs> no, about to say? It's not, Go on, it's Ollie. Not even, no, it's not even Do you funny. know what I'd like to see? No. I'd like to see. I tell you, uh, listen. Uh, <laughs> no, it it Go was going to be a joke, but it's not even funny. So I'm not even going to say it. Not even going to say it. <laughs> right. right, Lauren. We're on, you've, Lauren. You've had lots of time up in Aviemore there. That place, it's can be lawless at times you must have some pretty good stories from up there what or give us your best story your best snow story oh um oh there's been a lot of epics there's been a lot of epics (laughs) yeah one of the more sort of funny slash slightly like this is starting to get a bit spicy um me and my girlfriend cat were over the back and um She's got tiny little hoof feet. So Cara Corman released these new, like, mini splitboard bindings for kids, basically. And uh, I never used them before. But anyways, long story short, the wrong pins were in them. Adult pins were in the child bindings. And we, like, dropped up. Got up. No no bad. Like, no problem. Put the board together. Dropped over the back of Cairngorm. And we got to the bottom there, and it's like a good hike out. Like, it's a good slog back up so you can drop back in the front of the mountain. No. Yeah. And could I fucking get this binding off this board? <gasps> like, not like not, not with any, like, brute force, nothing. Like, I just, we, could, we just couldn't get it to shift, both of us. And you're kind of having to, like, keep going because it was really really cold as well i think it was about oh minus 12 minus 13 <gasps> and but in Aviemore, this is not like a this is not a teen minus 13 or like you know no, this, yeah. a Val this is a scottish yeah. minus 13 so it's is like, it like damp is it more damp really is it less or like dry yeah yeah is that, is that what yeah 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 there was it was it was a yeah there was a bit of a wind but not too bad but the sun is getting like lower oh, and lower no. and lower in the sky, and I'm like, oh god. Anyways, through some grace of whatever god you pray to, we managed to get the binding to release and, and get back out, um, and put it back together again and drop in. But that was that was a sort of that was a sketchy that was a sketchy epic that we that we had, but. Um, yeah. How was anyways. it up there during the pandemic? Was it because you? You, it was good snow, right? Uh, I mean, I hate to rub it in, and I'm really sorry for people who can go anywhere, but it was like the best snow in 10 years. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I had a day with Leslie, which I know this is going to, like, you know, you had a moment, man. Like, I had like, I had a moment. Like, I had a proper moment at the top of Karen going, like, like, just a little, like, single tear. Just, you know, like, this is just so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, just. It, it, there was no wind, no wind, and the part, and the snow the night before just fell straight down, like straight oh. down. Has this no, season no, been it, then, Lauren? Because actually the snow's been quite good, right? Yeah, I mean that. I mean when you were up, that was probably some of the best start of season snow that I've ridden in a super long time. Um, yeah, we had. And then it all time. kind of disappeared. But then, like yesterday, the day before, it just dumped again. So. Yeah, it's been good. Uh went out for two yesterday. Uh it was proper Scottish conditions though, like clear and then clagged in, clear and then clagged in and then um I was actually shooting a, a, a piece um and I just turned around and Rupert, my mate, is just like 
covered, <laughs> just like direct snow right into the ledge. <laughs> so good. Do you know what? It sounds so it's good. So good. Uh, I really want to get up there. I really want to get. I've never been, and I would love it. Well, all you've got to do is go off. It's there. It's just you're yeah, doing I... birthdays. You're doing birthdays every weekend. Every weekend, it's a different birthday. I know, I know. Yeah, come off. People I'm... have birthdays next year. Yeah, well, no, yeah, I know, but it's a fortieth and a seventieth. <laughs> I can't. I can't so just the forties. The forty doesn't want to be forty years old, and the seventy one is dead, pretty much. <laughs> just go. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> oh, what? Don't worry, Peter. Yeah. Don't worry, Peter. You you'll be dead soon. We're at the top. We're at the top. I know it's come really quickly because we've been chatting. Lift up the bar. Quick bar up, bar Everyone up, up, bar up. Yes, we're on a mission to create the ultimate mountain playlist. And we're asking you, Lauren, to pick your three tracks that you listen to when you're in the mountains. Your three favourite tracks. So, track number one, this is a track could be getting ready, could be on the way up to go riding. What is it? Track one. Um, so, track one for me was Martin Bennett, Rant. Love it. We've got it. <laughs> Can we skip like it slightly. Scottish. <laughs> it's pretty intense. Coming this at some one, point. isn't it? Oh, that is so <laughs> intense. That. You're not even I'm enjoying up that. Turn it up. Yet. Turn it up. Just wait for strings coming. I'll describe that as messy. That's messy. That's what I call it. <laughs> Hang on, here we go. It's about to get real. Dance like a dance. Oh, this is sick. <laughs> I don't fucking know. like that. So, so Martin good. Bennett. Who the hell's Martin Bennett? Um, Martin Bennett is a really famous Scottish musician um, who tragically died, actually, in his... I think he was about 33... 30, he was in his early 30s. And uh, he kind of mixed, like... It, it gets called Acid Croft. So Croft is like a small, like, Scottish land farm hill farm basically um and yeah so his sort of he kind of birthed this like acid croft um so he's like he, every all the instruments you can hear on that track are played by him um anyways on that album he found out that he had cancer and he went crazy and he smashed up all his instruments he went mental and then he wrote that album and that album is just like but it's so like awesome. Yeah, it's got all like the Scottish instruments and it just gets me pumped. Pretty oh, good. Oh, yeah. Love it. Love it. Awesome. Right then, we're at the top. We are at the top. <laughs> the split board is back in one piece. Um, we've just strapped in. It's the ride down. I mean, you can ride any kind of... You could ride the Piste, you could ride the Fun Park, you could ride Trees, Open Powder Field, but what is the song you're listening to? I'm listening to Baby I'm Burning by Dolly Parton. Uh. 
What a voice, I might add. What a voice. I think I knew you were a Dolly Parton fan, Lauren. I can't think why I know that. But, I've yeah, you've been a Dolly Parton. She's my Christmas tree topper. That's it. That's it. (laughs) Amazing. Is she really? I wonder if you know this, Lauren, right? I've only recently discovered this because I've got a one-year-old, right? But Dolly Parton, while we're on charity, Dolly Parton has a charity that sends out free books to kids in the post. Yeah. And my daughter gets sent every month, I think it is, a book from Dolly Parton and a Peter Rabbit book just arrived the other day. It's oh, amazing. No she is way. she is so good, isn't she? I Lauren has instant FOMO voice. at that information. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> La- Lauren is instantly signing up to yes. the Dolly Parton free books age six. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm six I'm really... years old. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm really missing Peter Rabbit in my life. But no, she's like, I mean, talking about, yeah, talking about Charlie, she's, she's, she's epic. I mean, like, she... I don't even see that thing recently, like Taylor Swift's about to become a billionaire. And I think like Dolly Parton could have become a billionaire a couple of times over, but she hasn't because she gives so much of her wealth away. Oh, and I think, um, yeah, I mean, she, she funded a successful COVID-19 vaccine, didn't she? Yeah. Because that was the sort of punchline, wasn't it? Vaccine. vaccine. Need more dollies in the world. And it's got lasers in it. I mean, it's... <laughs> right then, we're at the bottom. What a day. What a run. Um, so we've good. thoroughly enjoyed ourselves. Now, the I choice is yours here. We can either go home to rest our sore legs and feet with all, or you can come out partying with I'm me and Jenny. Out I'm out tonight. Um, are you out, out tonight? I'm going out, out tonight. I'm up for it. Dolly Parton's got me in the mood, Tim. I know normally All right. I put my feet up, but I'm out, out tonight. I'm out, out. Okay. All right. Well, then in that case, you can come to the, the Apre bar with us. But, w- but what song are you listening to? What song is going to get you in the mood for a little bit of Apre? Ultimate Warlord. Let's put that on. This is a tune. Full disco vibes. <laughs> yeah. got absolutely no qualms getting sweaty in my snowboard trousers to this tune <laughs> drinking a mutzig this is when this Robinson's. is when you hope that your thermals that you've got on your thermal tops not too holy and you're like because you've got to get everything off because you're in your thermal your scabby thermal <laughs> I read somewhere, Lauren, actually, on maybe it was just one on one of your bios somewhere that you're a massive eighties disco fan. Is that right? I love a, I love a bit of disco. Yeah. Who doesn't love a now, bit of disco? Normally we'd end it there, but you sent in another track which we're gonna play as well. Um and I wanna okay. know I wanna know why why Roxy Music? What's the deal with Roxy Music? I just Isn't this just the best? Maybe a bit of yoga, maybe a bit of chilling out. I could feel at the time there was no How good. good. Uh, more than this, Roxy Music. <laughs> what a tune. What a voice. Amazing choices. Oh, so Plan good. Tomorrow. 
Everyone, sorry. everyone back in. Get back into the chalet because it is snowing oh. and we need to get inside a minute while it finishes dumping and we can go that back out later. Berry glow. Yeah. I need to wax my snowboard. Yeah. Need to wax oh. my snowboard. Yeah. You need terrible. to get that sorted. Get your butter wax. Lauren, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you in the Apre log cabin. Then... Yeah, it's been awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for educating us. And, all, just, and thanks for all the work that you do as well because... You know, someone's got to do it, and there should be more of us doing it. So, you know, I'll get off my ass and start doing things. Yeah, the knowledge and the information and everything you've just shared, I think it's so invaluable to everyone that's listening, and it's been brilliant. I also loved your tracks. So that was ending on a high there. Yeah, the tracks. Yeah. But thanks, Lauren, because, yeah, you've taken your time out to chat to us on Apre, so brilliant. Oh, no. Thank you. Um, yeah, ditch the guilt, spread the stoke, and uh, let's hope we can still all keep doing this 20 years from now. There we go. Cheers, Lauren. Go. Bye. Take care, Lauren. Bye. Bye. Hello, lovely listener. This is usually the part of the podcast where myself, Tim, and Jenny uh, say how wonderful our guest was in this episode and uh, Lauren was wonderful I mean I'm sure you will agree what a fantastic guest we loved it but we were so excited during the recording and afterwards that uh, we basically completely forgot to record this bit but that's what happens from time to time so I thought I would record this little bit just to say thank you so much for listening to the app we love having you listening and we love to hear from you you can get in touch with the podcast in a multitude of different ways, including Instagram at the Apre Pod. We do have a Twitter account, but we don't use it. You can also get in touch with us on email, theapreypod at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you. Your winter stories, your just stories, where you listen to the podcast, how you listen to the podcast, what you'd like to see us change, what you'd like to see us do to make this better. The whole idea of the Apre isn't just for us three to sit around and chat nonsense with a guest, but it's also to build a community with you guys and talk about how much we love being out in the mountains. So get in touch. Honestly, we would genuinely love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review as well. Trust me, that really, really helps us when you leave us a review, only if it's a good one. And until next week, take care. 